Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQI plus storytelling night I host and program. If you're new to Queer Stories, welcome. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Head out to your local bookseller to buy the Queer Stories book and enjoy listening to this incredible archive of stories by LGBTQI plus Australians. Deanne Smith has performed at too many festivals to count. She's been on TV all over the damn world. Her video, Straight Men, Step Up Your Game, has over 46 million views. And you can watch her half-hour special, Gentleman Elf, on Netflix right now. Well, after you've listened to this podcast. Deanne is an incredible comedian, and I was stoked that she was able to perform at Queer Stories in Melbourne during the Melbourne Comedy Festival. We've also had a long-term plan for, like, three years to put on a show called Super Lesbo Fun Time, which is just lesbian comedians causing fun. If anyone would like to commission this and pay for Deanne to come out from Canada so that we can make it happen, I would be delighted. Anyway, I absolutely loved this set from Deanne. Uh, Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Um, I, uh, I get a little nervous when there's too many hot queers in a room, so good luck. I mean, good luck, congratulations, is what I'm trying to say to you guys. Here's the thing. I just got my hair cut before I uh, left, and I'm not into it, but this is how my gay, gay hairdresser tried to sell me on the cut. He goes, you are so now. Tomorrow texted to say yesterday wants to know what's up. And I was just like... I don't know how your conception of time works, but okay, I'm getting on board. All right, okay, fine, getting closer. I brought my phone on stage. I bring so many things, that's why I need the stool. I brought my phone to keep track of the time. I'm worried that I'm like too attached to my phone. Do you, I, I got this, I was scrolling through Instagram and I got this uh, sponsored ad that's for calm.com. I don't know if you guys have seen that. And it just, it's like a meditation app. Like even my phone knows I need to get off my phone. And it said, for the next 15 seconds, let go of any expectations you have for yourself. And I was like, that seems really dangerous. I am driving right now. Uh, that's a bad idea. I think I probably should. It's a horrible thing to say. But it's the way that I could tell you the story I'm about to tell you. I got pulled over in Canada for distracted driving. Um, I've learned that here you call it texting and driving, and normally I would accommodate my language, but in this case, I'm not going to. I think we're right when we call it distracted driving, and I think we're right when we call it drunk driving at home. We speak of it as if it has finished. Here, (laughs) you call it drink driving. (laughs) Like it's an active progress, like you're just sculling a few VBs on the way home. So I'm gonna keep calling it distracted driving because I think it's more accurate. So I got pulled over at home, which fair enough, and I was only just looking at my phone at a stoplight, which I did not know that we're not allowed to do. Everybody else seems to know this, but I didn't know it. And fair enough that they got me because I don't need a phone to be distracted 
while I'm driving, I'm always distracted while I'm driving. I have ADD and anxiety. If I am not distracted by a falling leaf, it'll be by like, Ugh, the sudden memory of a weird way I left a party three weeks ago. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you guys? Do you ever just shudder at an involuntary memory and then blank out for the next five minutes? Just trying to pull back time and change the course of events. This is how I said goodbye at a party with friends. I just panicked in the moment of leaving and I was alone and I didn't know how to like bust into the vibe and say goodbye. I just got very self-conscious. This is how I said goodbye. I didn't know that I knew this phrase. I've never said this phrase. I've never heard this phrase spoken. And yet somehow in the moment it tumbled out of my mouth and I said, well, I shall take my leave. It was like a record scratched. Everybody stared at me and I just immediately understood from their eyes that this is not how friends say goodbye to friends. <laughs> what year is this? The 1600s? I shall take my leave, my ladies, my liege. And then I crawled backwards and evaporated into a mist. Um, I saw the best goodbye I've ever seen at a party. I was in, in LA, there was an industry party. And I saw this incredible goodbye. Industry party is code for like, it's very, it's unfun and it's kind of pretentious. Everyone's looking over their shoulders for someone better to talk to. And I was chatting to this person, I won't say her. They just looked at me and like super sincerely was like, I've really enjoyed spending time with you. I wish I had more time to talk, but I've got to run. <laughs> and then they just turned around and stayed there. No, it was incredible. They were there for maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> I could feel the heat off their, our butts were touching for 20 minutes and I couldn't even get mad. I was just like, that was incredible. I've got to learn how to say goodbye to people like that. Where were we? I was pulled over for distracted driving. Is this all starting to make sense? Um, the fine in Canada is $1,000, thank you, and three points on your license. The $1,000 I was feeling for sure, the three points, doesn't mean as much to me. I don't know how many points we get, you know, like a million. I don't know. It doesn't mean anything to me. Plus, I grew up in the U.S., so I have just kind of been instilled with like a competitive American spirit. I can't shake it. I hear points and I'm like, I'm winning. Yes. Like there's a little bit of like three points. So um, <laughs> don't be chanting that in 2019. Um, he pulled me over and I felt so stupid about it because I wasn't doing anything. I was just looking at my email and I don't need to be looking at my email. Nothing urgent is happening. I already know what's happening. It's literally 8,000 unread messages. <laughs> I've read them, but then I immediately marked them unread because I don't like making decisions or taking any course of action. Um, I like to let things build up to a panic moment until people are calling me like, are you still alive? Why won't you send this contract? I'm like, I don't know. It makes me feel itchy. Um, if that's resonant with you, you should know that my therapist told me that's called avoidance coping. So that's the gift that I'm giving to you. You have a name for it now. If that means anything to you, it's called avoidance coping. You can do what I did. You can Google it. You could open seven tabs on your computer and then just leave them there forever. <laughs> Never look back into it. There's no reason you should grow or change as a person. Um, $1,000, three points. He goes back to the car to work on the paperwork and I'm just kind of stuck there 
coming to terms with everything. And I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. I'm like, do you know what? I'm glad that they're out there looking for people. When I see people on their phones when I'm driving, I, I get upset. It's really dangerous. And everything we're doing on our phones is absurd. If we didn't have that device, we couldn't explain any of it. Right? I couldn't get pulled over and be like, oh, don't worry, officer, it's not a big deal. I was just sorting through my mail real quick. But I'm fo there's nothing, you know, don't worry about it. I was just typing up a quick letter to a friend. But I, I, my eyes are on, there's nothing. Yeah, don't worry about it, officer. I was just quickly looking around to see who's down to fuck in like a 10K radius. But I'm focused. My eyes are on the road. So I'm like, okay, I'll come to terms with it. And then he comes back and he goes, do you know what? I'm going to let you off with a warning. I was like, yes. But then, here comes a real punch in the gut. He goes, because you seem like a nice lady. I was like, oh, I don't want to be a nice lady. No one wants to be a nice lady. I realized in that moment I would rather pay $1,000 than be called a nice lady. In his defense, I did kind of look like a nice lady. My chihuahua was in the passenger seat. She was there. Okay, she was there. Was she wearing a sweater? It was cold out. That's all you need to know. Does she have a specially made car seat? She likes to be lifted up so she can look out the window, okay? I get it. That's what nice ladies do. They put clothes on their dogs, and then they just drive around like, I'm running errands with my little pal. I get it. Fine. I was telling this story in Canada, and I had a pretty woke audience. At this point, someone shouted out, Which is fair, that's probably true, right? I don't know for sure, but this guy was white. I'm transparent. That could have been white privilege for sure. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not like, let me talk to your manager, white. But I'm definitely white, like I have thought about DNA testing my dog. Like, for sure, like, I'm not gonna spend the money on it, but it, it has occurred to me. Like, I would like to know, you know, but I'm not gonna do it. I know where I stand. Um, I wish, I wish I felt more skilled as a comedian to talk about white privilege. It's just, it's kind of tricky. The optics of it are kind of hard, I, I think. You know, because when you, whenever you have like a white person talking to a lot of other white people in a darkened room about whiteness, these type of meetings tend to take a turn for our people. They do. We don't have a lot of experience with constructive conversations around this stuff, right? It's hard to figure out how to dismantle white supremacy in an eight-minute bit. It's hard, it's hard to even get that group going, you know what I mean? Because you'd only want to invite white people. But then how do you put up that, you know what I mean? Having a meeting, only white people are allowed. It's really hard. Um, but we'll get there, hopefully. I was worried that things would get awkward here. I really was. Um, and it's, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys. I wish uh, that I could stay around and keep this conversation going, but... Uh, I've got to run. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review the Queer Stories podcast to boost my ego and help spread the word. For tickets and dates, follow Queer Stories on Facebook. And for late night rants and photos of my dog Frank, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter. For discount tickets to my shows, as well as other perks, become a supporter of my work on Patreon for as little as $4 a month. Details on mavemarsden.com.